The anime that answers the age-old question, can anyone but Bill Nye make science cool, and can anyone but Bill Nye be the science guy? We watched Dr. Stone, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, and super genius teenager with vegetable-looking hair, PJ. And me, your petrified person who's been petrified, Skylar. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us as always is our dear friend, newly awoken to the stone world, Lauren. Ah, this must be Dr. Stone, I presume. Dr. Stone, I presume. I presume. Here to die. (laughs) No! The way you said it just sounded like a Bond villain. Well, oh... The Maybe way PJ it repeated said. it made it sound like, sound Boy, like Voldemort. Voldemort. So yeah. <laughs> the boy who lived, the boy who science come to die. Well, this week we are finishing <laughs> out Science Month as we watch Doctor Stone, oh, one of my all-time favorite animes. Yay! Lauren, tell yes. me that name alone. Mm-hmm. What do you get from it? I already kind of outed myself because I immediately thought of. Dr. Livingston, right? He explored Africa, got lost, and then someone had to go find him. And when they found him, they said, oh, it's Dr. Livingston, I presume. So anyway, uh, I built my prediction off of that. So we have a doctor who has gone off exploring for some cure that can only be discovered in like a very remote place. And he's been gone for so long that people are like worried about him. So they're going to look for him. I think this is going to be a nonlinear storyline where we're getting flashbacks to Dr. Stone when he was working in civilization and then the current timeline, which is his friends and probably his associates looking for him in this like far off jungle somewhere. It reminds me of that story of that doctor, like that anthropologist who was studying like a cannibal tribe uh, mm. somewhere. And, you know, mm. like he basically went missing and all the sensationalist headlines were like cannibal, the cannibal tribes ate him, these savages, blah, blah, blah. But like news footage from the time basically confirms that he just became part of their civilization yeah like like there's <laughs> photo reels of them being like look at these savages and you just see like this random white guy like rowing boats with them and stuff right and everyone <laughs> now is like that's him you guys but that's like the sensationalist him. media was like the savage cannibals ate those anthropologists and that random savage white person who's with the savage cannibals they all that ate. one that one yeah. white man yeah Ugh, it's just you know yikes. people were very uh racist and xenophobic back then and they just use they used it to fuel their agendas back then i know i was gonna say well especially i mean they were a little more out in the open about it always that's you know true now it's that's just like true. on the right that they're a little more out in the open the left tries to pretend about it uh, but not to get political. Um, when you saw the poster, what did you think this was? Um, I think I'm right because, like, oh, well, look how jungly this w, is. <laughs> look how jungly this looks. So you clearly have Doctor Stone in the middle with the coolest, sickest looking hair I've ever seen on an anime character, and he's holding like the cure for cancer or something. And he found it by living it rough in the jungle, baby. And he is out there just 
living this primitive lifestyle, but ultimately using everything that nature has given us to help fuel society and to make it better. So, you know, juxtaposition there. The girl behind him, I said, is his assistant. She's the one who was helping him back in their civilization, probably back in Japan. She's very nice. She's super smart, very competent. And she's the one who was like really worried about him because she hadn't heard from him in so long. And so she is the one who's like fueling this expedition to go find him. And then the man who is behind Dr. Stone is Dr. Stone's best friend. He is in this for personal reasons where the girl is more in this for her like job security and like he's my boss. If he goes missing, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I don't get paid. I'm not going to get paid. I don't have a job anymore. Whereas he is in this because like that's my best friend. He's disappeared into God knows where. And so I want to go find him. So he's very loyal and he is very fun. He's going to be the comedic relief in the show because he is not the science kid. So he's going to be just like the derpy normal person. Yeah. This is 100% a 2000s Brendan Fraser character. (gasps) Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is. Oh my God. I love him too. Yes. That's perfect. That's exactly the vibe I'm going for here. Yeah. I absolutely love this concept. I would 100% watch this anime. And I hope (laughs) we do because this is so fun. Why don't we go ahead and do that? Watch episodes one and two of Dr. Stone and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. We have Lauren watch episodes one and two of Dr. Stone. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? This was so fun. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me question humanity and morality and whether you unfreeze people from a frozen stone state (laughs) or not. But uh, this was a huge win for science anime, in my opinion. Yes, I I can't get over how much I absolutely love this anime. This is... Mm. This is one of my favorites of all time. I have laughed, cried, just spent so much time with this show in such a good mood. It it really does so much for me as an audience member. Mm-hmm. And even today, before we started recording, I, in doing research for this, had re- realized that I had missed the release of something that we're going to talk about in context, and I'll, I'll get to it there. But yeah, let's get through that context. Yeah. Let's go through some quick housekeeping. So Dr. Stone is based off the manga by Riichiro Inagaki that ran in Weekly Shonen Jump from March 2017 to March 2022 for 26 volumes. Uh, there is a manga spinoff called Dr. Stone Reboot Byakuya, which follows Senku's father that ran from October to December of 2019 for one volume. The anime was directed by Shinya Ino and was done by TMS Entertainment for Tokyo MX from July 2019 to present for 35 episodes currently, the most recent of which being a special that was Dr. Stone Ryusui, which was a continuous Continuation after season two, the bridge between season two and season three, which just released on July 10th. And I watched maybe 40 minutes before recording this and I had a phenomenal time because it's so good. I love this show. <laughs> and at the end of uh, the Ryusui special, they announced the name for season three, which is Dr. Stone New World, which is <gasps> going to be releasing April 2023. There is Ooh. also a video game in development, but it is still just that in development. So that is the end of our housekeeping and context for Dr. Stone. So let's quickly break down episodes one 
Shonen 2. After five years of infatuation, Taiju Oki is about to confess his love to his fellow student, Yuzuriha Ogawa. Suddenly, a green light turns every human on the planet into stone, and 3,700 years later, nature has taken over. Taiju manages to break free from his imprisonment. After finding the tree that Yuzuhira's petrified state is in, he soon meets up with his genius friend, Senku Ishigami, who had awoken six months earlier. As the only two humans freed from stone, Senku seeks to rebuild civilization in this stone world. Using his knowledge of science and Taiju's brawn to help him develop a Nital solution out of a miracle water made from bat guano that could possibly free people from their petrified state. After a year of development, the two friends managed to create a successful blend of revival fluid. Senku and Taiju prepare enough for Vival Fluid to free one person from stone, with Taiju choosing Yuzuriha to be the first subject. However, they are suddenly chased by a group of hungry lions, leading them to instead revive the strongest fighter in their town, Tsukasa Shishio, to fight them off. Tsukasa kills the male lion and skins it to add to his attire. As Tsukasa proves to be a valuable hunter, providing food for the trio, Senku assigns Taiju with harvesting seashells and grinding them into calcium carbonate as a first step towards advancing civilization. However, Tsukasa reveals to Senku his intention to murder petrified adults to create a world free of corruption and adults, clashing with Senku's ideal of reviving everyone. And that's episodes one and two of Dr. Stone. So I just need you guys to know, anytime you say the name Dr. Stone, there will be a four second delay because I am singing it to the tune of Aqua's Dr. Jones. So (laughs) there's that. Like literally without fail happens every time. (laughs) Um, So... Obviously, I've talked about this a lot. I love this anime. Mm -hmm. This anime, and I'm preemptively going to apologize. I'm probably going to cry a few times throughout this episode. This anime, probably more than any anime, gives me like hope for humanity. Um, (laughs) I'm already crying. Um, Because like it just highlights how amazing human ingenuity is and how we are where we are today because of people doing things for the greater good and Mm -hmm. like developing things and ideas and concepts for the betterment of society. And it's so amazing to see Senku still be that light of hope in this very empty world, you know? There's literally Mm -hmm. nothing and he is determined through the power of science to make this world whole again. And I think that's so amazing. Yeah, it really is. I learned a lot of science in this, which was super cool for me because I don't know a lot about science. But seeing him work and figure out how to survive in this very primitive lifestyle that has now been thrust upon all of them was just fascinating because you know you see people try to survive and like they try to do the best they can but Senku's like smart and he knows science and he knows physics and he knows chemistry so getting to watch a scientist rebuild humanity is so fucking cool to see as someone who's been listening to a lot of sawbones lately he 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 presses glasses up (laughs) my nose no like it's just insane like how far um science has come and then in the in the second episode when Sanku's like science just takes like a long time to like figure out like it's there it just it takes time and I was mm-hmm. just like fucking yeah seriously like just listening to all these like different like histories on how like people eventually learn that like if you bleed people it doesn't do anything and like the humors isn't like you super can't necessarily humors <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> please don't uh blood let depression away it doesn't work. oh my god <laughs> um 
but like, yeah, there's people that are just like, oh shit, yeah, this just takes like five seconds, and and when I say five seconds, I mean like the span of like uh you know 200 years yeah and i think that's what again Mm -hmm. gets me about this show is it really highlights how how amazing science is like in Mm -hmm. such a cool way like i and it only keeps happening and i i can't believe there's a show out there that gets me to sit at the edge of my seat cheering while someone explains how like fucking sodium bicarbonate works you know like it's so insane how well written i think this is because they make it this amazing thing every time but you know what is amazing is that it is an amazing thing the fact that someone in history was able to put two and two together and be like i'm going to revolutionize everything with this idea like he's right like when he's talking about like how the first step to advancing a civilization is like cleanliness right like Mm -hmm. is the fact that you have to be able to fight off disease and that moment when he's like yeah all you have to do is basically make soap and it's so simple but it gets me so like again everything in this show just gets me excited that's all it does it took humanity way too long to realize like you don't want to drink from the river you poop in so yeah no but it's true right like it it, it's so easy for society to just exist and it takes people not necessarily even always just smart people but ingenuitive people and driven people to make the advance advancements that allow us to advance as a society mm-hmm. and to see senku as like a fan of science and as a as a genius like talk about like yes this simple thing like all it took was someone realizing that if you put this with this you you get this result it mm-hmm. it makes it so simple but it also gets you so hyped because you're like wow like that's all it takes to advance us as a society you know it Mm -hmm. is simple he breaks it down to its base like even in the future episodes when he's building insanely complicated things and he still just talks you through it like at no point does this show ever stop explaining science to you even when they're building (laughs) crazy things Senku uh, he always has what they call the the science roadmap of what you have to where you need to be and what it takes to get there and it's so awesome every time and what mm-hmm. i like mm-hmm. about it too is because you have his polar opposite which is taiju mm-hmm. and um <laughs> he's like so quick to go like faith-based like later on he's just like oh you know it like this proud buddha or whatever you know just like stuff like that they're like this stands because there's like some like cosmic force and then like Sanku's like no it's literally just fucking science <laughs> Okay, calm down there, guy. And, you know, as, like, a very big, like, everything is based in logic and, like, semi-smart boy, I'm, like, obviously, like, one billion times less smart than Senku, but so is everyone else. I mean, (laughs) yeah. And then as a the practicing pagan in our household, it is very much this dynamic. (laughs) Yeah, right? But, like, I love that even, like, even though Senku, like, is like no it's this he's very much just like i know that this is what you think it is but like let me actually explain it to you yeah and he's just very much like there is an answer for everything and we can find a solution to anything yeah and that's what always gets me always gets me in this show is seeing again just the resolve of humanity we as a society have already developed all of these things someone built something that made society better you know all senko is doing is being smart enough to remember how it works and building society back up from that 
It's I would, true. I would say that he does talk down to Taiju sometimes, he especially because he refers to him as Big O. But also, like, okay, okay, I, I guess I won't fully disagree, right? But Taiju is fucking stupid. He is stupid. I love he a is. stupid king. Like he is a himbo. He is a total himbo. But he's also he like is. the sweetest boy on earth. Yeah, right? you yeah love, that's you that's love criteria Taiju. for a himbo. But like, I like when they first like are talking to Sukasa, and he's like, "This is my dumb boy," and <laughs> basically, and Taiju's like, "Hi, I'm Taiju. I'm the dumb boy." Because he agrees. <laughs> like he's like, "I do not understand a fucking lick of things that this man is saying to me, but, but I, I trust him with heart. my life." He is what he is my best friend and yeah. I love him. I can collect all the shells he wants me to collect. Like I'll do literally anything for this man. And I mean, he Senku tries to engage him, right? He's like, what is the one thing that humanity needs to like progress? And he's like, a mobile phone. He's like, no, a smartphone. You and your you smartphones. Idiot. No. So I mean, like, you know, we all know as friends, when you say like you're dumb, you don't actually mean you're dumb. It's just like it's endearing. You know, they become endearments over time for someone yeah. that you actually genuinely care about. Oh, yeah. And, right. And clearly he cares a lot about Taiju. Like, right. He has this like, oh, well, you were like the, the most logical choice to bring back. But he picked him for a reason, you know, like mm-hmm. Taiju is his best, best friend. Best and friend. they're very important to each other. And so it's like Yuzuriha when you when you meet her. Oh. Obviously, though, you do get the complication that is Sukasa. Oh, Sukasa oh, being the God. main antagonist of the show, very clearly by episode two, right? Like, I'm not spoiling anything by saying that he no. is the main antagonist of, of seasons one and two. He's the main antagonist of the OP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like, you know, he is clearly, but he has what a good antagonist should have, which is a reasonable motivation. Yeah. You know, Sukasa isn't a bad guy. Sukasa is so quick to be like, I, you guys saved me and I will make sure that you guys live easy lives. I'm going to go out and hunt for you. I'm going to forge for you. You guys, like, I'm taking care of you. You're never going to have to worry about being safe Anything. again. Yeah. As long as you're. Is your as long as you're with me, God. and you could tell that immediately, like Senku is like, Senku is like sus. This yep. is sus. You I are don't sus. Like it. <laughs> you know, and like he's like building like a fucking crossbow in the back, um, like <laughs> ready to fucking take him out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like even like you, and you also have the thing where he's like, "There's four things that sodium bicarbonate's for," and he's like, and Taiju is like, "What's the fourth thing?" And he's like, "I oh. never said four things. What are you talking no, about? No, just three of them." Yeah, because, you know, because if um, you do know what sodium bicarbonate can be used for, do either of you know? No, gunpowder. Oh right. Ugh. Oh, technically, uh, bullets poison your body you, by but killing. They, but they, but oh they, you God, know, they kind of talk about it in episode one and two when they're like, basically, he's old, he's the most powerful person in this world without guns. The only thing that makes it, you know, they they literally say in a world without guns, he's the most powerful person. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, like super jock. You know, the, 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 oh so, no, no, he's not a super jock. He's the most primate teenager. <laughs> Uh, you know those titles we give out to people oh my god the most primate teenager most likely to succeed most likely to marry their school crush most primate teenager listen he is deep and he is sexy i'm sure he can get pretty intelligent I'm sure you get pretty. okay okay listen listen skylar and skylar sexy skylar skylar he's 
he's insane. I mean, okay. I understand well, okay. what he's talking about. Complication, right? Because I don't necessarily think he's. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he's insane. I think he is a revolutionary. I think he's not wrong. That's the hard he's thing. A, he's, he's a rich not kind of person. Remotely wrong. He's a psychopath. He, well, because if you have, if you didn't watch the episodes with us, his his basic like spiel, you know, once you do get to the like, oh no, he's a bad guy. Turn is he crushes the head. He knocks the head off of one of the stone statues, mm-hmm. which we haven't fully fully talked about it. But again, if you saw it, you you saw it. But they again they they made the revival fluid so they can bring people back. But it's established if like their pieces broke off essentially, like that that's they're gone. Like you know that you can't revive. You can't like just put it back like a puzzle piece. So, yeah, um, you know, you it's very established. Like, if you were to destroy one of these statues, like that person's dead. Like, They're, there's no way of reviving them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see, uh, you know, you see him destroy the head off of a statue, and Seiko's like, "You're not stupid. I'm not stupid. We both know you just killed someone." You and then he goes murder. into his speech, yeah. and he's like, "Look, you know, when I was a little boy." my little sister was dying and she loved the little mermaid and I just wanted to give her a seashell necklace so that she could feel like Ariel for one day. And this man beat the fucking ever loving shit out of me. So adults fucking, uh, you know, a uh, capitalist and greed are the worst parts of society. True. Um, and adults are the worst parts of society because they're the ones who led to the corruption, greed and evil that we have today, which I would agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, he, uh, Nope. It's just true. Like it's just true. Society has been made terrible by the people who established who the systems. Yep. That's not to say mm-hmm. that all adults, all old people yeah, are bad. Yeah, I was going to say, hashtag right? not all adults. Hashtag not all adults. <laughs> but he's right, right? As the a systems put in place are of, you know, were, are, are bad. And, but also I, I, you know, to counter his point, right? Again, this is how you write a good villain. You make them have a logical motivation that people can relate to and agree with, but ultimately they're wrong. And ultimately yeah. not all adults are bad. And ultimately not all youths are good. And that's why when his argument is like, we have to kill all, just don't revive any of the adults and only revive the pure hearted youth. And we can build a newer, better society in this stone world. You, you kind of do agree with him, but when you sit down and think about it, he's ultimately wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he is. Yeah, no matter how hot he is, Skylar. No matter how <laughs> fucking dripped down hot he is, <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, fuck, he's hot. I, I mean, no coming is no surprise to anyone. I didn't see it. Hey, man, though, when <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, you said he was hot too. So I mean, as or were far you saying as Senku like, was hot, I don't remember. No, it's Senku. Uh, that hair, excuse me. Oh, Ugh. so you think Senku's hot? I also think Senku's very attractive. Yes. Okay, we just need to establish establish the artist for the manga is Boichi. Boichi was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make everyone in this anime hot as fucking balls. Hot as hell. Like (laughs) every single character in this is sexy. Later on in the show, you meet this like very old man and he just looks like a tiny little hermit man. And then he fucking takes off his coat and he's jacked like a fucking motherfucker. Oh my God, like like one Everyone in in this show is sexy or adorable. (laughs) The kids are so cute. So cute when you meet the kids in the show, too. But yeah, Boichi was like, nah, everyone is like fucking eight packed with the fucking biggest guns on earth. And if they're hot, they've got a 12 pack with even bigger guns. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is like when seventh graders draw Goku and they don't know how to draw like anatomy, so they just keep adding like um, more muscles, but rounded that, muscles. But like it's that. But then if it was redrawn, you know, like those things where like a professional artist redraws a kid's drawing. Yes, it's that because it's it, that. the art is so good. It's and beautiful. I love, I love the aesthetic touches of this show. Right, like anywhere where the stone cracked, they like, have like those black marks on their face. So yeah. and it cool. looks so sick. Yeah, just the colors in general are fantastic the it's movement got, too yeah very the vibrant. animation is so good so good kinichiwa my fellow weebs our 100th episode draws near if you have anything you'd like to see for our 100th episode spectacular let us know on our social medias we're excited to celebrate this milestone with all of you if you feel like 100 episodes just isn't enough kawaii disappointment, you can always check out our Patreon for all our bonus content. Check out our Patreon by searching for kawaii disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaii desupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Kilua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel and Anisekai, and Jellums. And our Kawaii Desu patrons, our $3 tier, Eliza L and Albany G. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. Now, back to the podcast. Everything about it is so good, including, again, that conflict with Senku and with Tsukasa. God, he's hot. And I also just love the perseverance, right? Like the thing that not everyone was conscious the entire time. Clearly, Tsukasa wasn't. But Senku and Taiju were. And they it's because were. of their dedication. You know, like that scene yeah. where you're seeing Taiju just basically be like, I can't die because I need to confess my love to mm-hmm. uh, to Yuzuriha, you know? <laughs> and he's just p- basically powering through for thousands of years because he's just that like determined and same thing you have senku just counting counting for the entirety of time basically so that he can keep track of time the fact that he was like yeah i could have basically woken up sooner but i knew that it was winter so i waited another you know three months until we got to spring and then i and then i did it yeah so um as someone who's become i don't know why as like more and more claustrophobic as i like grow with age i had this thought too um the part where they're all turning into stone, like I literally mm. had to pause it when people, when you start hearing people's thoughts of them as stone, I was like, oh no, they're fucking trapped in their bodies. And that's one of my like most terrified, like. Oh yeah. The idea of becoming like a, like a full a like vegetable mm-hmm. in real life terrifies me. Yeah. I literally oh. had a pause it. I was like, they know everything that's happening around them. This is terrifying. And I became so fucking anxious. Oh, it's terrifying. The concept mm-hmm. is terrifying. And then when you think about it more, it's even scarier, right? Like the moment that fucked me up a little bit is the dog who was on the leash. Oh my God. I was so sad when I was like, oh, not this affected just humans. It didn't. Well, and oh, birds. I was going to say, but not but why all the pets. Birds? 
not the pets. They yeah. oh or my, the zoo animals or the zoo animals. I know. I literally oh, like man. in the midst of my like pausing it. Ambrose was like sitting on my pillow, and I was just like, "Who would take care of you if I was a rock?" No one would take care of any of the animals because they're like, all. You- don't. And then you have the concept, like, right where he's like, yeah, the lions got out of the zoo, and then they probably just ate all the pets. Ugh. Like, yeah. they're just See, all gone. Ambrose and Eva couldn't even eat us if we all died within the room or within our apartment because we're just stone. If we die, I'd rather the cat eat us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, honestly, the moments where you just are hearing everyone's, fi- like, essentially, like, first thoughts as they're dying to stone yeah right? oh, when because the kid was like most yelling them, for their gone. mom like Ugh. your consciousness is just gonna fade like clearly Lord. that's what's happening right it almost happens to uh it almost happens to senku and he mm-hmm. says like basically every eighty thousand seconds his consciousness almost goes away so he has to power through mm-hmm. so you know that that's what happened to most people and clearly we know that again senku and taiju were able to maintain con- consciousness but uh sukasa wasn't was. yeah so you do know that at least you can revive people even if they lost that consciousness but it's going to be more interesting because for them they didn't just sit around and experience 3700 years of waiting they're going to kind of wake up a hundred days later or 20 days later or 50 days later and it's going to be a very different experience for them yeah that's true um and it's going to influence kind of society right so um, obviously you know they're going to wake more people up you've seen the op and the ed you see other characters Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm You know, obviously, as we kind of go through even just episodes one and two, you obviously know that they're going to wake up Yuzuriha. They would have already woken up Yuzuriha if the Taiju didn't freak out about her being naked. That's true. Uh, Yeah, Taiju, I love the moment when Taiju is like, uh, they're about to wake her up, but he just has the thought of her waking up naked and just pokes Senku straight in the eyes. How dare you look at her? Oh (laughs) my god. I feel like we can make an exception. And he's like, absolutely not. How dare you? We're going to take her back to camp. We're going to do this the right way. Can we talk about that love story, though? Because like there was one line in particular where he was like, I have loved you for hundreds and thousands of years. And I was just like, like the song from Twilight. <laughs> yeah. But like sweeter. No, but yeah, know? it's so beautiful when he <laughs> when he looks at her and he like confesses his love to her so himself. But he's like, I've loved you Ugh. for thousands of years. Oh, my and God. It's, and it's true. The only thing that kept him going was, was that the love desire to be with tell her. Tell her. Yeah. And tell I her. was crying it was i love so their sweet. their little moment in the past too when he sees the stone bird and he takes it to the vet even though everyone else thinks it's a a statue and you mm-hmm. see yuzuriha being like wow you brought the stone bird here with those loser. Statue. you're a loser and then she pulls out her own and she's like i guess i'm, I'm a, a loser, loser too, too. Oh. and literally it was if you're a bird i'm a bird but with birds as statues <laughs> instead <laughs> It was, if you're a bird, I'm a bird, except so much better. Because <laughs> there were actual birds. Yeah, no, their love uh, story in these two episodes is very beautiful. So beautiful. Um, but yeah, they do such a good job in these two episodes of showing you, the obviously, the weight of, uh, you know, everything happening of, like, the the mass stoning movement um, <laughs> and, and kind of the fallout, right, of society. You see, obviously, nothing looks the same as it did before because nature just took its claim back. It took over, yeah. Uh, you know, there was a show that used to be on Discovery. It was called, like, Life After Humans. And it was basically, like, if tomorrow yeah. all of humanity disappeared, what would happen? And it was a fascinating show because I've mm-hmm. always... I this type of idea fascinates me 
Yes. Um, and again, same thing. Like when, when Senku is like, we're gonna speed run humanity. I was like so hyped. Ugh, he's just so fucking cool. Yeah, he's just a cool dude. This How show you- is also so funny. So funny, and <laughs> the it also gets so fucking ridiculous. Like everyone has such insane faces sometimes. Like Senku sometimes yes. has like that fucking comical laughing face, <laughs> uh, and you know, like it's so funny and ridiculous at times while obviously still having its very very serious moments. Oh, uh, and so heartfelt. Because uh, again, like obviously, I'm cl- I clearly get. A- I've talked about how I get emotional at just the concept of like how it makes me hopeful for humanity because. In humanity, there's always been people willing to do the right thing to make us move forward. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in today's society, I don't always feel that hope for the future. So it can make me... Watching this honestly made me feel like, no, like there's always going to be good people and you just have to hope that they're the ones who win out. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also just some very emotional moments. There's some very heavy moments that happen in this show. Um, So definitely cry for many different reasons while I watch this. <laughs> but it, I also laughed my ass off. Today while I was watching Ryusui, like Skylar was uh, asleep next to me and I kept having to stifle my laughter because I was laughing so hard but then I would have other moments where I was starting to tear up. Like, you know, it, this show has a really good balance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And, you know, as you go through this, like you also have, like even in this, like you have the moment where Sukasa's telling his story and it's very heavy. Yeah. 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 With God, his little sister. Hot. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to know though, like, I'm not on Sukasa's side. Um you would even just... I was talking to PJ today because like I've gotten through a lot of it, but like I did start pretty recently. And I said when he started murdering people, it made me like super bummed out because like I didn't want him to be a villain because I like like him so much. Well, because and you I- do like his addition, right? Like he, even Taiju's like, we're the three musketeers of the new world. <laughs> and Seiko's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, three, <laughs> three musketeers, whatever, cool. This this guy's not all there. <laughs> Three on opposite day. Opposite yeah. of three being two, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even, again, even the little moments are so endearing in the show. Like, when they're... I like when they're like, wait, we're too young to drink. And it's like, it's like we're 3,700 years old. We yeah. can drink. He's like, the fuck? It's like yeah. Twilight and then, logic. And then I like that uh, Taiji's like, this is, like, spits it out. And Seiko's it's like, gross. this is way better than I thought it would be. It's still like a million times worse than what than was on the shelves wine. back in the yeah. day. But this is way better than what I thought we would make. <laughs> so, And I mean, I can relate. The first time you have alcohol, it's very much not what you think it's going to be. Also, I didn't know brandy was distilled wine. I yeah. didn't either. I'm learning that's, a lot of things from this. That's why it's Sammy. a little sweeter. Um, yeah, no, the, you learn so much from the show, and I don't say that like jokingly. Like you learned so much from the show. I didn't know sodium bicarbonate had so many uses. Nor did I. And h- how did you feel when you were like, ah, that's why it's called Doctor Stone? Oh, I was like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I yeah, it's Doctor like, Stone. This is such a one-off character. thing, you know. Yeah, but you named the whole anime off of it. I did have that moment of ah, he said it. He said the thing. He it's said safe. the title of the show. <laughs> now we can turn it off. Um, really quick, uh, the detail I really loved when they were testing the wine is um, Sanku is holding his wine glass correctly, like the like high class way. <laughs> 
the high uh, class way. That's how I was taught to hold a wine glass at the age of six. So yeah, Skylar has one hundred percent like corrected me when I've held wine glasses before. She's like, "You're actually doing this wrong. It's supposed to be held like this." <laughs> Damn, and that's if you like, guys need to know, just watch Dr. Stone. Yes, See, he has teaching proper, you everything. And you know what I will say? Like, obviously, we've talked about how fun it is to, like, learn how different science things work. But once he, we start getting to, like, inventions, like, when he's, like, putting things together, they're all accurate. Like, I've seen plenty of videos of scientists watching Dr. Stone, like, reacting to it, including, like, Carrie Byron from the Mythbusters, and basically being like, yeah, no, he's 100% right. That is exactly how you would go about making that thing. That's so fucking cool. I love when a story can be so strong in itself, like, with its characters and with its storytelling, but then it also has the strength of, like, science or real history or something behind it to support it. That's something that I've always loved about anime and manga, is there is a respect for the material. Uh, We've watched so much anime and manga on this podcast, and also just in general, that relate to very niche things. And what I feel American media does sometimes is they can kind of like take a niche thing and comedicize it or parody it a bit. Yes. But when it's done in anime or manga, more often than not, it is either a passion of the mangaka or the mangaka has a very strong respect for it. And they do the proper research to make sure it's portrayed accurately. Right. Uh, And I can say that about almost anything, right? But it's it's especially on highlight here but even like if you look at you know especially like some sports manga or even like gaming manga where they take these obscure sports or obscure games and they treat it with such respect and it's very realistically handled even something like look at like you know Chiayafuru Skylar and I yep we went to the exact same place like it's this very obscure game and it's treated with so much respect and care and it's done accurately Uh, and you know I love watching videos of professionals reacting to things and I've never watched one where a professional reacted to an anime and had them be like nope that's not how that works Uh, and I love that there is that respect for craft in in storytelling in Japan yeah I mean look at just like Haikyuu right? I had the same thought I watched a video series of I forget her name but she was on the US Olympic volleyball team and she reacts to Haikyuu and she was like yeah no 100% like this is how this works like the way they fall and like the way the spins work we i only know how volleyball uh works now because of that anime yeah same i only know about ice skating because of yuri on ice (laughs) yeah again there's so much care and thought put into making it accurate and i love Mm -hmm. that it's so beautiful. I God, I love Dr. Stone so much. The first time I watched it, and you guys both know the story, the first time I watched it, I put it on as a on a whim. I'd always heard about it, but like I would I would see Senko and I was like, I have no what the fuck no idea what the fuck this is about. This this boy with fucking leak hair. Um you know <laughs> the coolest fucking hair I've ever seen. I always PJ. thought and I was like, it looks like a like uh like an onion or like it a leek does, or something, but it's right? It's the coolest fucking hair. It's so sick. But I was like, I literally cannot comprehend what this anime is gonna be about, so I just wouldn't watch it. And then one day I put it on on a lark, total lark, I just put it on and I fell so deeply in love. I almost called out the next day so I could continue watching it. <laughs> like I literally was sitting there like, do I call out? Do I call out? And I did it because, you know, money and I do like my job a lot. And then I basically spent the entire day talking to anyone who would listen about Dr. Stone. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I just love this show so much. It's so it's so good. The first season is great. The you know Doctor Stone and the second season, the Stone Wars are even better. They really ramp up. And the third season, New World, I'm even more excited for. I have not read the manga, but I do know some of the places where the manga goes, and I can't wait to see some of those get animated. And yeah, everything about this is so fun and cool, and I love it almost as much as I love the OP and ED for this show. Mm. Oh my god. Mm. This... OP and ED are both in my top tens. Uh, if they come on my playlist, I am crying immediately just thinking about how much I love this anime. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about them. So our OP one for this anime is Good Morning World by Burnout Syndromes. Lord, what did you think of that OP? I thought it was beautiful. The song has so much depth to it. And it's so, I don't know, it feels bigger than what it is, if that makes any sense. Like there's so much more to the song than just initially meets the eye. Yeah. So listening to it again, watching it with the visuals, it just every every single time you'll experience something new. And I, I loved it. Yeah, I love this OP so much. It gets you so excited. It's so, I, I agree, it's so much bigger. Like it has a feeling of epicness and weight. Mm-hmm. Like you're about to experience something great. And it, I mean, you are, in my opinion. And it's fun. It's great. <laughs> it's so and fun. And he has such an interesting voice. Something, uh, it sounds so familiar, yet so unique. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like we'll get into this in our uh-huh. next segment. But it, <laughs> yes. I was like a little upset because I do feel like I, I know an artist that sounds like this and I could not find it. Um, but um, listening to it again, yeah. Uh, the visuals are stunning like and like there is something like very like symbolic in the good morning world because like um when computers are first being developed the first mm-hmm. thing that the computers were ever taught to do i might be misremembering this a little bit so i'm sorry if you're like a computer history expert and you're like that's not pj the first thing <laughs> you are taught but the first thing you were thought taught in programming is how to make a computer say hello world um oh. and that's and i think that the good morning world is like a reference to that is like starting like it's the first step in advancing everything um but you're not just introducing it you're starting it with a good morning right and Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know so yeah I don't know maybe I'm reading into that but that's so like a little bit of that deeper significance that I got from it that's so cute and if you've ever taken a programming class you remember programming your first hello world that's um, adorable. but our outro which is a fucking vibe <laughs> is such a fucking bob is life by rude a
Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I think this is such a great parallel to like the more quote unquote primitive world that they have now found themselves in. And it's the visuals were great, like seeing how far humanity had gone and how far humanity will get to go again. And the song itself is just cool and fun. And yeah, this was a fun time. So I was like out walking the dog, sunglasses on and just like listening to the song. And honestly... Perfect it's walking a fucking around music. Vibe. Yeah, it's a fucking vibe. <laughs> it is so good. Um, I really miss it once it changes to the second ED. But obviously, uh, like, I mean, that's just what happens with anime, right? The yeah. e- OP and ED, no matter how good they are, it's going to change eventually. But uh, I will yeah. say, even though I'm talking about the OP again, the weight, the way to measure what a true, what the truly greatest OP and ED are, are what they stick to once they're moving, once they're doing something else. And in watching uh, Dr. Stone Ryusui recently, they had the Good Morning World OP in it instead of the second OP, because Aww. I think it's so iconic to the anime. You could, you would see this stuff like in Pokemon too. Like you'd be like three OPs away from the first Pokemon theme song, but that's the one they would use in the movie or whatever, right? Right. right. Um, and like, it is just a thing that happens a lot in anime media where they're like, we know we've changed it, but we know the one that you guys like. Uh, Sailor Moon too. <laughs> you know exactly. It happens a lot of Sailor Moon uh, and uh, Good Morning World and Life by Rude. I think because they're the first, just carry that that weight a lot. And um, this outro the other day actually because I haven't watched this anime in a long time I watched it a bit ago and the life came on a playlist I was listening to and I was just like man this is so good and it's so familiar and I'm getting weirdly emotional why what is this from and the second I remembered it was from Dr. Sin I was like that's why because it's fucking amazing that's why <laughs> that's why <laughs> um, alright so let's move on to our segment what modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros Lauren why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Good Morning World by Burnout Syndromes I know I'm gonna get read for filth and I don't care because I found the vocalist for this but the band they're associated with isn't a super vibe band, I'm so excited because I don't think I found the vocalist period so I'm excited. I don't think I'm okay. ready for Val. Well, then my vocalist can join your band with our powers combined. But this, I kept listening to it and I kept hearing Brendan Urie. And it's Brendan Urie. I'm oh, sorry. Especially damn. with House of Memories. I am going to read you for filth because I it's so Brendan. disagree. This is not it Brendan. Like Brendan. As someone who it was is. a huge Panic of the Disco fan and who has seen him in concert um, a few times, I disagree. This is a Brendan Urie vocal. It's not a Brendan Urie song. No. No, I no. disagree. Yeah, it's not. I know. I disagree. Yeah, filth. you're right. I thought I wasn't going to read you for filth. I super am. Um, n- no, Brendan doesn't sound anything like this. Brendan has the range. He has he the range. Absolutely sure. Can Could do he this. sing this song? Sure. Yes. Sure. Could he? And sing, he could anyone sing any song? Sure. I could sing this song. That doesn't make me the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen. was like. 
Lauren, when no. Brendan listens to our podcast, he's going to hear me and he's going to know I have faith in him. And yeah, he, if he is like, absolutely going to do this. Plugged his nose, maybe, and made sure to only sing through his throat. Oh, my God. I agree. God. I agree. I completely agree with Skylar. This is such a different intonation and tone, and it's a lot more nasally. It's a lot deeper. It's, yeah. And, and Brendan has a very, like, whiny crooner sound. So in different. A good way. Well, I, then yeah. you guys go. All right, Skylar, uh, why don't you go? I need you guys to know i went off purely just like music and energy and not not voice okay yes, i don't think any of us are gonna match voice including the person who said they were gonna match voice <laughs> anyways i went uh with uh because this was, sounded so like 2000s like you know rock to me and i was yeah. just like fuck this is great anyways i went with uh bite to break skin by senses fail again just ignore the voice yeah i think instrumentally i think it's a pretty close approximation i i, I can so tell too. that you were going to you were trying really hard to find someone with that same like nasaliness because uh, mm. senses fail has that and i obviously i know that you were like don't listen to it though i think like you got pretty like you got the nasaliness for sure you found someone in that same range if like we lowered the range if, but they, again, if they deepen their voice significantly yeah i think this is I don't think this is a bad choice. Yeah, Thank I like you. this choice. I think it's really a really good approximation and a good yeah. The music itself too is very very close. So good job. Um, I'm a little less confident in myself than Senses Fail. I also try to find that like rock, and I tried really hard. I do feel like I found maybe bands that had a better approximation of the musical aspect uh but i tried to find a middle ground of the musical and the voice i obviously don't think i got there but this is like where i landed so i ended up with head right by wild dorado i think if you took uh your artist and put it with like my uh music we would have like an amazing match i think this is like a great vibe and i i like the voice a lot more yeah i i i yeah i don't think any of us fully got there but um yeah yeah let's move on to the ed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so our ed again was life by rude uh lauren who did you pick for that so hi i'm lauren i am not good with music so um <laughs> i phoned a friend keith and he helped me wow everyone keeps cheating on this segment can i be clear i'm the only person on this podcast who has never asked someone else for help in these segments you know before lauren was regular on the podcast skylar asked her for help lauren's asking keith for help listen i am not ashamed to ask for help when i don't know the answer i actually think that's a mark of intelligence to acknowledge when you don't know what's going on so you're going to ask someone who clearly does know what's going on so that you're not led astray anyway ah yes cheating it's not cheating it's not anyway um I ended up going with Keith Mac Miller. Keith ended up going with Mac Miller. Keith Uh-oh. ended up suggesting Mac Miller, and I went with Mac Miller because I think that's a great yes choice. Mac so Miller shout is, out to Keith. Mac Miller is a phenomenal choice because uh, he was he was my original choice as well. Uh, what song did you go with? Because I originally was uh, gonna pick uh, "Good News" by Mac that's Miller. That's what I went with. I, yeah, I think it's a great choice. Uh, Skylar, you said uh oh. <laughs> Do you disagree? Uh, yeah. uh, no, I, I with Blue World by Mac Miller. Yeah, Woo! Mac Miller is phenomenal choice. Mac Miller, uh, especially That's like when, when we're like at the good. like I don't know what to do, like that part. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, he fits that vibe so well. He yes. is perfect for it. I 
don't think he fits the more upbeat parts as a big Mac Miller fan actually a new Mac Miller fan I only started listening to Mac Miller maybe like uh like after he passed unfortunately mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mac Miller Rip. and I fell in love with his music I was like I'm sad I wasn't listening to this this whole time but yeah he matches that like the more somber parts of the song but I don't think he fully matches those higher energy parts but he fully matches those somber parts so I think you guys both especially considering the fact that you both picked Mac Miller and I almost picked the exact song Lauren went with proves it's a phenomenal choice great <laughs> choices all around I honestly think I maybe should have stuck it with Mac Miller and we would have gotten a three-peat and I it might even be a better choice than the one I went with but because I was chasing the more energetic Waterfalls. parts I ended up going with No Faith in Brooklyn by Hoodie Allen and Jamil. This is perfect. Yeah, this is this is the same song, right? You just played the outro again. <laughs> Man, I knew you should have looked up just white rappers. Hey, I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's the look. I just think I just knew Hoodie Allen has a very similar vibe to Mac Miller. I love Hoodie Allen's stuff. I also just love him because of his name. What a great name, Hoodie Allen. And uh, I started listening through his stuff once I wanted a more high energy Mac Miller sound and No Faith in Brooklyn was where I landed. I'm glad you guys agree that it is a perfect choice. <laughs> uh, well, because he's got like, I was sh- struggling so hard because it sounds so similar to something and I just couldn't figure it out. But like um, Hoodie Allen has like that beat for beat, like, you know, leading up to the more melodic, like upbeat part of the chorus. And you know? not every Hoodie Allen song has that more melodic part but this one does courtesy of Jamil, and uh that's specifically why i picked this one yeah it's a great great choice i mean i almost went with the aesop rocky song so i'm happy i eventually found my way to Mac wait Miller. an aesop a aesop rock song or an aesop rocky song aesop rocky song i don't imagine there's any aesop rocky song that sounds very similar to this well, okay. As it's, a big ASAP Mob fan. Well, it was more of a collab. It's Young Thug, ASAP Rocky, and Post Malone. So okay, I, especially Post. Posty also not a bad choice for this, by the way. Yeah, but you she know, you're sings right. through you're everything. Right. White rappers. White rappers. Damn. Um, <laughs> um, but that said, phenomenal choices all around. Mac Miller, Hoodie Allen. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love, love to see it. And that is where we are going to close out our music segment for today. Phenomenal choices all around. And we're going to take a quick break to watch some additional clips, some additional context, and get Lauren's closing thoughts on Dr. Stone. So we're going to do that, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. We are Lauren Watch, some additional moments, some additional inventions, some additional science-y explanations of stuff, and some additional touching moments, serious moments, sad moments, happy moments, and everything in between, because Dr. Stone is not a one-note show. It is a science show made of science and feelings and sadness and emotions. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but also so much, so much happiness and hope, which is why I love it. But I'm curious, maybe that was all maybe just too much for you. Maybe the science eventually got away from you maybe the experimentation was a little too much for you to understand handle or even just enjoy or appreciate or maybe you just wanted more science less emotion get that out of here so we won't know until i ask you the question lauren would you keep watching dr stone this one was a a no-brainer for me from the beginning that i i knew i was hooked and I knew that I loved these characters and I loved this world that they had painted and the bringing back of civilization no matter what stands in your way. So yes, I will continue watching Dr. Stone. You absolutely love to see it. A Kawhi success in the book. I, I love this anime so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I like it so much. It's so beautiful. Uh. 
Um, tell me, there's so much to like about it, but who did you like most? Who's your favorite character? I think it's going to be pretty obvious, but it's Senku. <laughs> yeah, Senku is amazing. He's obviously uh, the brains, but also a lot, a lot of times the heart of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Skylar, what about for you? My favorite character, because I can relate, is Gen, because I too <laughs> am motivated by soda and have a crippling addiction. And are also manipulative. Yeah, Gaslighter is on my uh, resume. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's helped me get a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Gen is definitely one of my favorite characters for sure. I absolutely love Gen, but thank you. I mean, without the show, without Senku, literally the show cannot happen. There's no happen. show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, you could say that for a lot of protagonists. But but if, you know, sometimes you were to take out the protagonists of some shows, like they the plot continue. would still advance, yeah. you know, an Indiana Jones situation mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, Indiana Jones had contributed nothing to this story. Right. Uh, yeah, but not yeah, Senku. Yeah. Senku contributes everything to this story. And that is why he is my favorite. Yeah. Best boy. Yeah, he's a cutie. Well, we have a Kawhi success in the book. Our favorite characters on luck. Seems like there's only one thing left to do. It's time for... Is there an AV for that? AMV Anime Music Videos Is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Dr. Stone. This one I went with because it was another kind of an end of the world, like situation that they based it off of. And I thought it kind of matched, kind of matched the OP. I ended up going with Pompeii by Bastille. I thought you were going to say it's the end of the world as we know it when you said it's the end of the world situation. Oh, no, but Pompeii must have felt like the end of the world for everyone who was there. So, um, all right, Lauren. <laughs> uh, well, I did originally think you were going with a different song, and who knows, maybe that would have been a three pointer choice. Oh, Pompeii okay. by Bastille was for sure a three pointer choice. Oh, <laughs> as we, uh, as you get the coveted three pointers <laughs> to redeem yourself from last week's zero points in the AMB guess. Yeah, last week was rough. So congratulations. Three <laughs> oh, points in you. the book. Lauren, I'm with so Pompeii proud of you. Oh, thank you so by much. By We hand you an award. Oh, I'd like to thank Skylar BJ. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would like to thank my Evanescence. Um, well, let's not think it yet, Lauren. Mm-hmm. While you might have gotten a coveted three points, perhaps <laughs> there's a chance for something more. Because, Lauren, it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Do you think that there is an AMV for Dr. Stone to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? All right, Lauren, use your Evanescence and tell and bring us home. I'm bring me to life. Gonna say yes, because he's literally bringing people back from their stone death. You know, it's so curious to me because there are other animes where people are bringing Bob being brought back to life and you're like no i don't care about that it's a no for me dog but today you were like that's the reason why it's a yes i don't know i don't know i think it's and it's dramatic which you know pj your life is it's dramatic. an evanescence for a reason i know that evanescence <laughs> why you're saying I wish it led I, me astray? I, I wish i understood it but maybe it will need more experimentation for oh. me to be able to truly understand your evanescence as senku says you know science doesn't not know things it just doesn't understand them yet mm. and i do not understand your evanescence but you do understand what kind of amvs bring me to life is made for because there are several <laughs> dr stone amvs for evanescence's bring me to life hell yeah <laughs> 
This is going to be so embarrassing when one day I don't get it. You know, eventually all things fail eventually. But as of now, your Evanescence is undefeated. Wow. We'll just say it's a, a weakness in will for that week. You have the world's strongest primate <laughs> Evanescence. No. That was in my high school yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> Your yearbook quote. <laughs> so that is four points in the book, a Kawhi success in the book, and another journey through an amazingly scientific anime. Yay! With Senku the Science Guy. Senku the Science Guy. I'd watch his show. Senku the Science Guy. Science mm-hmm. rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's but the yeah, anime, you absolutely, yeah. you absolutely love to see it. And you know, while Vivi last week might have made me lose a little bit of hope in humanity, this definitely brought it back for me. Ugh, and overall, this is where we end Science Month, and it has been a very uh, wild journey throughout. Yeah, but it was a fun journey. I mean, it started very confusing for me. It went from the most confusing science you could be given to the best explained science you could be given. Hell it's yeah. true. It's true. So you, you slowly understood each anime more and more. You know, every anime taught me something. And Dr. Stone's teaching me about the building blocks of how to reestablish society for inevitably yeah. when and everything ends. And build gunpowder. And build gunpowder. But with that said, yes, I'm glad you had a fun time going through this science month and going through Dr. Stone. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time, a fun time, a science is cool time, a sodium bicarbonate is the building blocks of civilization time, (laughs) and our, oh my God, they said it. They said the name of the anime in the anime time. But until (laughs) next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. I'm going to go relabel all of my soap. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 